The following program contains coarse language, and due to its content, it should not be listened to by anyone. All characters and events in this show, even those based on real people, are somewhat fictional. Hi, and welcome back to Science with the Gaze. This week's episode is the continuation of that sexy talk. And start. So welcome back to Science with the Gaze. Uh, And we're just going to continue on talking about, um, you know, that sex talk. And I think what we wanted to kind of come back to was like the positives, like good relationships and the bad relationships that we've experienced. So because I interrupted Gary like a jerk, I'm gonna let Gary take the floor. <laughs> Hi, my name is Gary Allen. I like to uh, make food and uh, yeah. Anywho. Uh... <laughs> wow. I like to juice. My name is Gary. I like to change. And I like pizza. <laughs> pizza. Pizza. I mean, um, so I guess we were talking earlier about the dilemma within the uh, our spectrum community on um, tops, bottoms, and versatile. And because I'm a versatile person, as my voice uh, accent changes again, um, <laughs> I get, especially in the past, issues with men that I'm involved with when they want to, I guess, know my dick instead of to know me uh, first, um, on what position you play in the bed. And because I'm versed and I say, always ask the question, are you a top or are you a bottom? Not like, what position do you play in bed, which would have been the perfect question to ask, right? And I tell them I'm verse, and then they pause, and then they're like, verse? What's that? Like, I had guys who would write that very thing I just said to me back. Verse? What's that? Question. And I'm just kind of like, really? There's a few guys who are like, oh, I was just kidding. But most of them are like serious. Because I guess. So weird. I don't know if that comes from porn or if that comes from their upbringing or if that comes from some type of dark lore source or something. But like. I think like just like anything else, you know, things that you can't quite explain make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Too bad for them. (laughs) Exactly. And yeah. I mean, also it, meaning that they're not the right person though. for you. Yeah. Exactly. You know, in the past, we're like, yeah, okay, let's do this. And, you know, you do your business and then, you know, you don't get a call back. Um, and I don't know. I just had a moment. I was kind of just, I was just tired. I was tired of that question. I think I'm more of a person where I'm just kind of like, if I'm with someone, I like to explore and pleasure and see like how they feel and how I feel when they do that to me then like let's like 
make a, let's make some rules. You're this, and I'm that, and this is the rule that we can only play. And I'm fine if someone is whoever, but like, don't put someone down because of what position they play in in the bed or anything in life. Well, I think in like you know, if we're gonna look big picture here, like realistically. Um, you know, just because someone's afraid of something doesn't mean they shouldn't do it, you know? And, and I think there's a very big difference between being at risk or being trepidatious on something. Mm. You know? I think there's a huge difference because, and I think realistically, it's hard for most of us to navigate the difference between what is fearful and what could hurt us, what could harm us. Yeah. And you can, honestly, we can blame that on media we can blame that on social bullshit and money and like there's so many things that kind of like convalesce and make that problem you know what yeah. I mean? it's not just right. misogyny it's also class it's also caste systems like we are yeah. riddled Huge. with with you know the idea that if we don't have a box to understand it then it's then it's a risk yeah it's taboo. Whereas, which is actually against human nature we are meant to explore we are meant to try and do new things. We are inventive. There's a reason why computers exist. There's a reason why science is a thing. Like human beings are naturally inquisitive. We are naturally expansive. It's, it's simply mm -hmm. the programming that we exist in, sociability, all this crap that we've deemed so important that has created this dissonance with each other. Yeah. You know? yeah. So Fear. When, you're, when you're someone that's like, this is me, this is who I am, I take up space, and you finally get comfortable with it. Because that's the other thing, Gary, a lot of what you experienced, I've experienced, I'm sure Garvin has experienced, I'm sure most of the people that choose to listen to have experienced as well, is that, you know, you have a hard time fitting in, you had a hard time fitting in, and you had to find a way to kind of like be okay with yourself. Yeah. You know, somebody else's, I mean, Having to not explain what you like sexually, but with anybody else but the person that you're attracted to, like if that could be a thing, if that could be cool, like how awesome would that be, you know? Mm. Or is like these having these conversations of, oh, I like this in a relationship without being judged for it, or like, but that's the thing is like most of us are fearful of that. So like even these people that are like never contacting you again, it could be that they're of course not into you because that's usually the case for most that's part. Usually but it could also be that it's intimidating. It could Absolutely. also be that it's, you know, Absolutely. like there's, we're so, there's more than just a part of us. That's why when people are comfortable, um, you know, my mom and I, when we were talking, it was surface dwellers versus deep sea divers, right? Mm -hmm. And now I kind of feel like that kind of also kind of comes with the idea of a free range versus someone who prefers to be caged. And, and these are just more labels. You know, yeah. whether they're yeah. negative or positive, there's still more labels because that's, that's how... what makes people feel comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. So is it really it's such a place. risk? Is it really such a bad thing to talk about these things, even though it's a little uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but it gives us more clarity. We're able to communicate, like, you know, this whole thing about straight men finding their feelings mm -hmm. and saying things like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm a princess and stuff. Like, why? is that a bad thing? Why is it that it upsets, it offends women so, right? Because I'm not the only person, I'm sure. 
but it's like, oh, you have feelings now? Oh, boo-hoo, you know? <laughs> like, it's right? because- well, part, well, sorry. No, 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 go. Yeah. I'm just- well, I think that part, especially with like, you know, um, the uprising of, you know, straight men are now starting to honor their feelings and to listen to it is because for the longest time, men in general have been taught to not feel their feelings because, you know, feelings is a feminine trait. Again, knowing that it's, not, it, it's very neutral. It's how we express, you know, we taught men how to express with violence, whether it's, um, or you know, like, or sex with the sex comes with the violence right yeah. like i'm a guy like i'm horny but the horny is like anger like this rage then like i'm just horny and i you know like you know want to like have fun with such and so it always has to deal with whatever even like kids commercials back in the days and even probably now how they compare like the commercials for cisgendered men or boys and cisgender girls girls were always about like the nurturing and like here's my baby and take care of this and guys were like look i have two cars i'm gonna slam it oh look i can pop the head off of this character and like reattach it because Gee, like, Joe and Barbie. Yeah. there's violence again kind of thing like we have placed those roles within centuries of for of each other and we're at this point now in like in the century where we're like, why do we do this? And now we're in the part now where like, let's fix that because this is why there's so much issues and problems within within the, on the planet. Why do wars get started? For example, it's a very masculine trait to start a war. And then you usually find out why they start the war. It's like for that reason, because it's feelings, but we don't want to hold those feelings. So the only way to, I mean, or let those feelings go and express it. So the only way we express those feelings is how we are taught as men to, to express those feelings is with violence. That's how wars are created. Well, that's, I mean, and, and it's also ownership, but it's also ownership, right? It's the, yeah, it's, territorial. Know, like, it's, 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 it's a thing of like, this is mine. This is this is mine, um, but you're right. It is it is what has been traditionally taught in most societies, and that's why I say the first world is mentally ill. That's why I've always the first world is mentally ill. It doesn't matter what level you live at, whether you're rich or you're poor. The first level, the first world is mentally ill, and it's because we've strayed from something that is is naturally us so we don't feel like we're going against our nature you know a lot of what's happening now is because we're going against our nature yeah yeah so like there's there's that push and pull but garvin you haven't said much so what where is it like you find yourself being a dominant bottom because i'm sure you've come across a lot of challenges yourself considering yes you are a bottom but you won't take it you know what i mean well like going back actually to what you briefly said about um kind of exploring who we are i feel like right now in the dating world online and well specifically online there's a lot of advertising that we have to do now there is so 
much that we have to put out there to make sure that we lure the right person in, that we don't make the mistakes. And it's a lot of work and it's a lot of energy now. And I've never, and it's, I was talking to Gary about that, like 10 years ago, we, it wasn't this hard. It wasn't so, you know, like, it wasn't so detailed. We didn't have to go into so much details to no. just meet one out there. No, it was just like, hey, what's up? Going on. But now we've got to put a whole list of your you gotta like, like you have peanut energy. Like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. You really have to put like these are my referrals <laughs> and, and these are my yeah. my experience. Like, come on, the fuck? What's going on? Is it, I don't know. But is it just our generation? Because we're getting to the stage of where we know what we're wanting, and so it becomes more of uh like like yeah like you're graduating college in a sense of have have you learned like there's no way i'm gonna date somebody who hasn't at least attempted therapy or uses well, some type yeah. of self-care yeah. in their daily regimen yeah there's no and way i think it is it's generation because i think anyone under 30 and i'm not i'm not saying this this is not I'm not stating this specifically, but from what I'm gathering, there's a specific generation that has just kind of just gotten rid of the whole, um, you know, I, I need to tell you specific things about myself. You know what I mean? Literally, if you go on Grindr, it's just, I am man, I want sex. I am man. Who are you? Nope, nope, don't need to. That's Where all does that blank. Come from, Where does that so come what? from, though? So what? Am I, am I like... I don't know. And is that a generational thing? Because then I see people around our age and there is a, a fine gap between the ones that explore or the ones that express exactly what they're looking for towards the ones that are like, I'm just going to hide myself. You know what I mean? What is it about? There's such a huge question mark in that aspect of online dating and just finding people. I think it's age and, and, and generational. Cause like, generational. if you look towards like, if you look towards um, astrology, every 12 years is a generational mental change. Every 12 years. I believe it's Saturn. Don't take my word for it. Let me get my book. Hold on a second. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah. So in astrology, because I started opening up my books again, because as much as I've studied this stuff, you know, your, your head gets filled with other information, especially as a single mother. Mm -hmm. oh, I have to think of other things considering what my son needs or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's go. And I take extensive notes. because you know. <laughs> I would be yeah, cheating you know. on you if we were in school, eh? I would oh. be cheating off of you. Oh, no. I'd be like, in hey, high school, if you were in high school, I would I love, I love that this is the first time today yeah the third time sorry the third time today Holy everybody's shit. losing their phone phones be rolling yeah celeste would definitely be the student that i would be like I'm, i i have to sit beside you because like you know the air the the sunlight and girl i would be cheating i'd be like Yo, i'm gonna do no work because celeste is gonna do all the work i'm gonna sit what does that her. mean what does that word mean so, what is, i was just curious yeah. i'm not gonna use it she <laughs> <laughs> comes by and i'm like no she's just reading i'm not cheating off of her no. i'm pretty sure 
it's it's either Neptune or Uranus. I don't have it here written down, actually. So it's hilarious that you guys are like cheating off me. I don't have it. Um, yeah, no, this is more of a personal, like what to each individual. But here's the thing. Uranus in, uh, represents each individual choice and egotistic liberty, which to me also expands across people as as a whole. But the planetary body, the celestial body itself is in the same position for a certain amount of years, which socially changes each generation, right? And it kind of explains as to why each generation has a different kind of challenge or a different kind of nuance that happens as to why we have ages, you know, as to why we have like the, you know, well, the technology, the technological age, you know, and, and the industrial age, like these are, these are reasons as to why these things happen. It's because human beings get to another level of, um, let's say, spiritual awakening or like personal like social awareness like it's it's along those lines and it changes right so for like our parents generation so those people born in the 50s and 60s what they learned was actually more of um like efforts and in in like uh, basically like work like things that having to get done right it was very much like I deserve, I belong kind of mentality. Our generation from the late seventies into the nineties was more along the lines of like, I deserve attention. I want people to like me. I want to be accepted. I want to be seen because it was, I think it was Scorpio. And again, don't coin me on this. There are far better astrologists out there that have more of an understanding as to what I'm speaking on here. And I'm speaking quite generally. But essentially, what I see happening is that every generation goes through a social or emotional change, which incur like which in turn kind of feeds humanity and, and helps humanity come to a better epoch, right? Comes to a better kind of mm-hmm. understanding, right? Right. Because we're getting better. People don't really get that. Like the world was shitty shitty okay you're talking like major infection people didn't understand sciences or maths it was you know the fact that people believed that the earth was round we were getting killed for like we've gone through pretty crazy emotional evolutionary thoughts and growth right and we've kind of hit a wall in the sense of everything we've learned scientifically mathematically has hit a wall because we're not leaving planet earth we're still here so now yep. it's internalized and it's become more of a s- emotional social change, which makes sense considering pandemic, considering moving into an age of Aquarius, leaving the lies behind an age of Pisces, leaving the fantasy of it all and looking mm-hmm. at what we really are. Problem is, is we have social fucking <laughs> bullshit like Instagram and Facebook and instant gratification. And we don't have to watch commercials anymore. If we don't want to watch a television show, cancel, delete, you can go somewhere else. We now have focused attention seeking things that distract us. And everybody can find something to distract themselves with. And it's instant. If you live in the first world, it's fucking instant. Yeah, it's 100% true. So yeah. now we, so it's like two things that have really fed us crap <laughs> that we have to like undo. I think first in world order, has been in fed order so to much crap. Pardon me? So I think the first world has 
been fed so much crap with it if it's like intellectually spiritually or physically even like the foods we eat is crap in the sense that the only way to have good food is to have more money well grow it yourself or grow it yourself or grow it yourself I'm alerted that now there's more people growing their own foods because they're like, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't trust the shit that. Another reason why we're getting food. better because we're learning and we're going back. Yeah. There are some but things you don't have to change. Here's yeah. the thing about like with that whole movement is, is going back to the whole, um, the whole topic of like sexuality and, and this whole new world of it is that there's less talk and there's less because we're being so quickly redirected with what we want to with what we want or whatever. Um, it's just like you, me, sex, great. You know what I mean? There's no communication, no socialized socialization that's happening. Well, it doesn't help that like half of that generation learned how to communicate through abbreviation alone. Right? Like it's just emojis. Or like. Or the communication <laughs> no one's looking at each other's eyes when they're talking. It's I like, have cousins that, that are like you know, they're just like they're using these abbreviations, and I'm like, no, speak the actual word. It was created for a reason. You obviously aren't learning it in school or anywhere else. Use it, or else I'm not listening. Well, see, here's my here's my argument. Okay, if we live longer, what's the fucking rush? How could you possibly communicate properly? Ding dong, ding dong, winner. Use your words. That's why I said, like, Logan, use your words. Yeah. You're not going anywhere anytime soon. So just like utilize that time. We live longer. To say the word. Yeah. Like, you know, and turning it back to the sex talk, because that's the reason why we're talking. We're talking about social bullshit, which, of course, has something to do with sexuality, because it is a very social, you know, thing, Um, you know, but and it and it also affects us socially. But bringing it back to that point of like good versus bad, like the the good dates and the bad dates. Let's talk about the good stuff. Because as much as we've, I mean, we've all experienced negative shit, especially if you're the ones that are still, like, if you're still single, if you're like me and you're still single and you're like close to 40s or in your 40s, what? honey, you've had issues, right? So oh, we're aware we have issues, but what are the good things? What were the good experiences that you had? Gary, mm. you can go. Do you want me to go? <laughs> I have to think like, real hard. experience that, like, with myself or experiences when I was in relationships? I think it's like moments where you felt really sexy or like moments you felt like really oh connected God. to your person. I have one, yeah. yes. So this is when I was uh, um, dating someone. So this was about four years ago or so. And it was kind of quite new into the relationship. Like, I think it was probably like, we were in like month three or so and so he called me to meet him at a well-known uh establishment in the uh uh in our uh neighborhood um, in church in wellesley to a bathhouse no 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 it was a club oh okay cruising tanks Oh, which could be that though. Truth, truth, girl, this and shit. Uh, has it with me, but I've seen. Mm-hmm. Anywho, 
Um, oh, so, this is, I'm not getting paid for this, but this is total plug. Best drag in the city, still cruising Tango. But go on. Yep. Bing. Hundo P. <laughs> so that night I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go dress nice. So I had this thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna have this like 70s kind of like shaft kind of feel. And at the time I, I had a big afro at the time. So I had this afro. I had the shirt that had like this kind of 70s kind of like pattern. I wore this leather coat. Yeah. I was wearing jeans. Like I looked good. So I walked, passed through the security, walked inside. I saw my ex or my boyfriend at the time there. And he's like waving like, hey, I'm right here. Didn't three people who were not even like friends in a group mm-hmm. came up to me and they're like, and I, it, this has never happened till that moment. And they all went, hi, how are you doing? How's your day? Just walking in. And I was just kind of like, I'm fine, and I'm looking at my uh, my boyfriend at the time, and he's like, literally, he went like, "What the like? What what the fuck's going on?" <laughs> and I had that moment. I had that grin inside. It was kind of like, because is that I wanted to dress and feel sexy for myself, and I also oozed that because it was like new in the relationship, and I was really like this person. So I'm like, I'm gonna go dress to the nines for this event, to this 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 club. I love it. And because of that, it attracted these people. And to this day, him and I, he always brings that. He's like, I'll never forget the day when you walked in, you had this big afro, you had this whole 70s thing going on, and three guys from different parts of the room ran towards you to greet you and go, hi. Yeah. How you doing? How's your night? <laughs> it was, I, uh, it's like, I will never forget that to the day I died. Like, it felt good. But it, for me, because it's kind of like I did this for me, and it that energy kind of just like. Well, that's what makes it so beautiful. Well, that's what yeah. makes it so beautiful is that that was completely within you, yeah. and it was simply because you chose to feel good and go out. But I think that happens because I think that's the night I met um, our one of our close friends, Mr. Gary. You know, mm-hmm. he who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, but that's how we met is I was in pretty sure it was in cruise and tango and I walked in that joint is like, you meet everyone in that joint. Holy shit. Oh no. Like, and the way I used to dress too, cause I was like, I was, the thing is, is like growing up as a kid, I was always into fashion. I always loved, loved clothes. Let's still do, you know, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of my size, I never was able to like dress how I wanted to. So I would just kind of reserve myself to certain things. And then as soon, of course, as soon as I hit my early twenties, it was like, you know, no holds barred because I was a recovered addict. So, or recovering addict at that point. And, um, my, my, I was still quite thin (laughs) from the, the chemical diet and uh, (laughs) would would go to, Like, cause, cause I only shopped in Valley Village anyways, as a teenager, but in my twenties, yeah, yeah. um, I started getting clothes that I always wanted that never fit. And I started dressing yeah. like the seventies, like sixties and like from, from like sixties up into seventies. So very modern, I era. this like the really, like, yeah. but I would wear leg warmers and mm. it would be this like, kind of like shift on fashion because, you know, I'm very 
put together here and then I have leg warmers on and then platforms like it was a very it was a it was a look you know I'm not saying I enjoy it now (laughs) but it was definitely a choice and I was that bitch that made sure that you know the the leg warmers match the colors of the outfit and like you know all looking right all looking tight and usually be wearing skater shoes so I had this whole very like cartoonesque kind of like feeling to my vibe and, yeah, um, yeah. and and because I was like still, I was still doing cocaine at the time. So I was still like going out and feeling comfortable enough to talk to people mm-hmm. um, and be like, you know, my gregarious self. But uh, I, I, I don't know, like there was something about that year that that whole moment in my life where I was in the village all the time all the time and would you say you felt empowered well yeah because I didn't care like I was single and I didn't care I was single like it didn't make me sad that I was alone like all of my friends were gay all of my friends were gay so all of us were well sluts you know supported and and we supported each other and no one ever felt like ashamed for you know sleeping with three different guys in a night and the only other girls if if that happened you know it didn't happen to me i wish it did but but i digress the um the point is if there is a point at all is that it was a moment where i felt completely comfortable and confident in my skin i was loving what i was wearing i was feeling my oats yes hunty and I yeah. walked into Cruise and Tango by myself because that was also my vibe. I would always go to places by myself and meet my friends there. I hated going mm. in a crew. That, that to me was mm. too fucked up. And uh, I walked into the place and I have never had so many people looking at me wanting to be a part of whatever was happening. Mm. And it was, I think it was one of those things like, Gary, you know, I chose, I, I can't, I'll never forget the dress. I'll never forget the outfit. You know, it was like, I was wearing a pencil skirt. It was red. I had these like red, white, and blue <laughs> leg warmers with my yes. and blue fucking Adidas. I think I remember now. Because it's been, that was like, a, that's a while back. But I'm this is like a button up white shirt with a bow tie. I look cute. Like I look real cute, and I felt real cute, and like, like, and they were like, "Who are you? What are you doing? What are you like? Why are you here?" And I'm like, "I'm here all the time. How are you just noticing this now?" Yeah. Right. But it was like the outfit that made me feel good, and I think that's like, that's what we need to do. We need to like find not just the outfit, but like that feeling of like feeling good within ourselves. Yeah. Period. Because that's what the most attractive is, right? It's like. It had nothing to do, yeah. like, outfit was not by any means popular as far as the fashion was concerned in, in the late, sorry, um, early 2000s, you know? Because yeah. we were talking like fat pants, little shirts, and then moving into this, yeah. like, you know, really like tight, like heroin chic, like hardly, you know, ugh, such a bad, such a bad scene in the early 2000s. It was like a mix, yeah, it was a really mm-hmm. weird. It was a weird I mean, time. I have, I, yeah, the wardrobe back then was just um, questionable. Yes. <laughs> I love that the 90s came back, though. 
That that to me is I love yeah. that the '90s came back. I was like, oh, here we I go. I mean, Cruise and Tango, right? Cruise and Tango. I spent a lot of it like in a in a lull. Being in that club is just um, wild in itself. But um, yeah, no, that place yeah, is great. Just that confidence looks like you you had that confidence as you. Yeah, I even you, talked to like one of the drag kings that night. And was like yeah. really hoping that he took my number, but it never happened. Ah. <laughs> so hot. It's it experience, really. He kind of looked like Tenderoni too. Oh, he was so fine. His little mm. little trans white boy. Mm. The experience is what I think lives on in our memories, and when oh. we do certain things like that, you know what I mean? It's that that's the feeling you you get transported back to that whole. Oh, I knew exactly what I was feeling. I knew what I ate. I knew what I drank. I knew who I saw. I knew who I fucked. I knew everything. <laughs> and yeah, that yeah. is, yeah, I completely am on you with that. Funny thing is, is I, I never had, I didn't have sex that day. It was just a day of Not like. Physically, you probably had it mentally oh. and emotionally. I mean, if I could only remember the drag king's name. I would be like, find me now, baby. <laughs> Where you be at? Where you at, honey? <laughs> um, but we have like not so much time left. No. There's a lot of noises happening in my Spain. Um so do you guys want to continue? Do you want to do a third little chitty chat is there anything that we didn't discuss that you want to talk about before the end of that sex talk i mean i think we could have gone deeper into the sex talk but well we can definitely you... come back for a third round let's do yeah let's do a third we, round all about i think we sex. can all about what um, sex all about thick um like okay you know what uh, what i'm gonna say what i was planning to say Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to the three of us after before okay. we go on to the, the third and um, I'll we'll talk about that after. Yeah. So, I'm going to get the okay first and then we'll go from there. Okay, so awkwardly we are signing off. <laughs> we'll be back for part We <laughs> signed off already. This is the fourth fucking time. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck my eye. Garvin just okay. left, folks. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I like, swear to God, if your phone drops two more times to singing the Count song from the no. Point of Sisters. No, I think, honestly, <laughs> if it happens again, I think we should all just get a lottery ticket with this date. <laughs> this doesn't happen. Yeah, like, what the fuck, man? And it's yeah. like being thrown at me. Play, Anyways, play guys, your numbers. Sorry. Play your numbers. Play and on that note, folks, we'll be back with Signs of the Gays, part three of that sex talk. Oh, don't you feel a little filthy? <laughs> I know we do. Why don't you stick around for the third part of that sexy talk, where we kind of talk about sex, but other things, apparently? See you soon.